Hi there, I'm Michael Hall. And I am Andy Davis. And we want to welcome you to The Dead Vantage, the D&D show where a couple of old school dads embrace new school play with a few dad jokes thrown in. That's right. All about the dad jokes. All right. So this this session is going to be one of our quicker ones. And we're just going to talk about homebrew and maybe the top five or six things that we like to do within homebrew. So, Andy, I know you've got a couple of quick homebrew mm-hmm. rules that you use pretty consistently. I know I've got a couple of them. And then let's chat about it. That sounds so great. you lead us off here? Yeah. So, you know, I think so clearly, I think the, the first thing is just for everybody to recognize that, you know, I think even in the DMs guide, they talk about like the rules that you see in front of you, those are the rules as written, but they're also intended fully as guidelines. And, you know, as DMs, I think it's, you know, we're telling our own stories. So however we can facilitate that is help. Anything yeah. that helps facilitate that is to your benefit. Right. You don't have to be strapped down by the book, you know, if it's just easier. So like, so some of the stuff that I really like to do as I've been sort of exploring 5e and learning about it, the, the inspiration mechanic is fantastic. Some people will probably hate me for saying that, but I really, I really like it. One of the things I like is that it really, it can keep players engaged and it gives them hope even in hopeless yeah. situations yeah. if they have it. So I usually at the top of every session, I make sure all my players understand that they start each session with inspiration and I am very generous about giving it out, but I like the idea of starting at the top helps them be aware that they can use it. I think one of the things that fails with inspiration as a mechanic is sometimes people forget they have it. Do you see inspiration Andy is just a reroll or do you see it as, you know, like some other games have pretty strong mechanics for like, you know, mutants and masterminds has like a hero yeah. point rules and things like that. Oh where yeah. Where you have like more. a limit to it. So no, um, or just that there's, it, it's not just a reroll that it can yeah. be used to do something extraordinary. Do you In see it general, that way? I just use it as a reroll. re-roll. You know, I think that's how it's having just said like hey yeah. throw this throw out the DM's guide. <laughs> that's what you know, the that's, how it's, that's how it's defined in the dm's guide yeah. but i you know i use it as a re-roll you know when we like i think we were talking a little bit before we got on air about the idea of like what is our philosophy behind homebrew and these mm-hmm. sorts of things i'm very much embrace kind of the rule of cool yeah so the idea that you know these p- players are heroes players are heroic Generally speaking, even yeah. the evil ones are heroic in their own way. Yeah. And so I never want to, I always want to give them the opportunity. So if, you know, the reality is like, if, if a player says to me and they describe like, okay, hey, I am going to leap up. I'm going to cut the, the thing that's holding the chandelier. I'm going to swing across the chandelier to the other side. I'm going to kip off the edge of the thing. And then I'm going to land on the top of the, the bugbear with my, you know, with my spear, you know, through his back from 30 feet up in the air. I'm going to be like, that's amazing. How can we make that happen? You know, and if they do, if they say they're going to do that and then they roll a, a two yeah. or a three on their acrobatics check, you know, to, to sort of pull that off, that is a hundred percent a place where, Hey, you have inspiration. You should use inspiration to make that amazing yeah. storytelling moment that you want to yes. pull off a success. Agreed. If they roll a two oh, okay. again, then the dice are telling a story as well. The dice are yeah. part of it. Like that's the thing that makes us not just us sitting around the table. Like and, telling and honestly, you can have just as much fun. And that's just fun failing. Failure, failures are just as much fun as, as like, successes. And frankly, sometimes people. it's even more. <laughs> they're actually <you> know, funnier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, and they're even, right. they're still great character moments. So the yes. idea of like you doing all this stuff and that you look amazing and then you come across and you like, you go to Kip and you're like, your feet get tangled in the yeah. in the railing and all of a sudden you're like hanging upside down in front of this bugbear 
you know, that's, Current, that is I, still awesome, you know? So I like, to me, that's, that's a, where inspiration, yeah. like is really useful is kind of giving people like a little Perfect. bit of a do over without I having to like turn it into a, a huge thing. I, but yeah, I know that there are other mechanics, there are other games that allow you to kind of, I, I just, I brought it up because I, I, yeah. I love it that, you know, like I love the idea of being able to upcast a spell maybe yeah. with it. Yeah. If you needed to, to get one more person. In right. The right. 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 Fly, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, but I totally, no, no. totally agree with the idea of, of, yeah. of inspiration as a mechanic that, that, that sort of gets used more in, as a, yeah, horror. yeah. I, I mean, have a I couple, think, I have a yeah. couple of those in, in that same sort of vein that I, I use. We've, yeah. we've talked before in our character builds, just sort of like the, 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 the slightly adjusted standard array is yeah. one thing I like to use. Uh, I encourage it because it's also just then it, then it makes everybody a little bit more equal on the footing rather than rolled dice and and i don't really like the standard array as it as it builds out i don't think it i don't think it enhances characters the way you want them to be enhanced two rules that i use that are just super basic yeah when you crit that the the first set of dice are immediately counted at their maximum right so your original roll is at its max you do max damage on your first hit and then you roll the second set of dice to see what you get above. So instead of the barbarian worse with their one d twelve with their great axe, and they go two, and they roll two ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's not worse. a crit. You yeah, know? It's no like, fun. So I, I always, yeah. I, I like that one. And in smaller parties, and I do like to DM smaller parties. In smaller parties, I will give fixed amount of healing to healing potions because, oh, interesting. because yeah. in a small party you might not have a cleric. In a small party you might right. not ha- you you. If somebody goes down in a small party, the whole party can go down. So I like yeah, to quickly. sort of consistently know what the healing is going to be. Now, parties of five or six, I'm probably not going to do that because they should have yeah. a cleric or a healer. And they should, you know, if one person goes down, it's not going to spell doom for the entire right. party. But it, it, those are two rules that I generally leverage. Yeah, I was going to say one of the other things that I do, you were talking about sort of like tweaking the standard array. Yeah. I really, I'm... I'm less worried about sort of starting stats. I think you and I, you and I have slightly different sort of takes on character mm-hmm. creation. I think, you know, you're, you sometimes are maybe a little more mechanically minded I than I am very, around. Very mechanically. Yeah. You know, uh, I am, I'm less worried about yeah. that stuff sometimes, but what I do, I have started to do uh, recently, which I do like is giving people a feat Mm-hmm. as part of the character creation even when they're like level one you know yeah. typically a feat is something that you choose over like an ability score increase or something like yeah. that as your character's leveling up and for me the idea feats especially like there's so many feats now and they're yeah. so interesting they can be so interesting especially if you, some of them if you take them early yeah to to sort of help define a character quickly i agree in a player's mind right you know so if someone is playing a bard and they're like you know they're they're playing you know young william shakespeare yeah right the idea that they can take the actor feat early on and be able to take advantage of that from the very beginning yeah it it, it suggests history to the character yeah exactly isn't necessarily about experience level right it gives that sort of sense of like oh there's something about them from level zero you know tavern you know to take tavern brawler yeah as a level one fighter and then to be able to tell the story of like, Oh yeah, no, my, my character chug, he is, you know, he's that dude from the bar. Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> and chug yeah. gets into a lot, got into yeah. a lot of fights when he was younger. Yeah. And so, I, I agree. And yeah, yeah, you I, know, I think there's something in that that really helps again, anything that to me that helps 
snap a player into understanding their character more quickly so that they can get to the kind of the fun parts of the role playing experience. That's the stuff that I I find really great. I love that as a homebrew because I also feel like it it is a little broken, but I love it as a homebrew rule because it leans into flavor. It also puts less burden on the idea that I'm making that I have to make some racial choice right, right off the bat right, 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 in order right. to be able to do certain things that I want to be able to do. Yeah, it, it does. Takes that, it does. It de-emphasizes the race choices it, it, without a question. little bit because you can. You know, it's you know if you want to be, I want to be an archery focused character. Well, if you're an archery focused character, like you're, you're not. This is not true, but you're kind of a fool if you don't pick you know a wood elf. Yeah, right. or any elf, just so you or get any elf, just because just to get all the elven accuracy, to get yeah. all that other stuff, you know. So the ability to be like, oh no, I want to pick like the archery feet. Well, I forget exactly which one. I want to pick one of the archery feets, even though because I want my character or even to be, a sharpshooter. I mean, yeah, sharpshooter, sharpshooter. Yeah, because yeah. I want to be a halfling. I want to be a halfling that shoots a longbow mm-hmm. through some crazy, you know, gymnastic thing. That's just right. because it's. I agree, Andy. You and I are on the same page. Show. Yeah, I like, I like, I like all those uh, all the rules that we just described are all really good basic rules. You, you don't have to choose any of them, but yeah. they're all worthy of consideration. But the extra feet, again, a little broken, but not overly for first level characters. <clears throat> and I, I will say like, if you like, I think there's a little bit of a trade-off, right? If you, yeah. I, I would definitely say if you take, if you're going to hand out feats early on, you yeah. probably do want to revert something closer to the standard array. Maybe you're right. You know, versus you're, you are, like, you can immediately get a plus one in some of those. Yeah, because I think the way up. you've tweaked the standard array, it's really only a couple more points. It's like yeah. a 17 instead of a 15 at the highest. And, and then an eight and, rather than a nine. Yeah. So you know, so it's, like, it's just a little more, it's a little more skewed. Yeah, a little um, less, a little less even and a little more allowing you to lean. Yeah. Into, again, you and I wrote higher highs, lower lows. That, that, that's kind of the way I, the way I see it is that again, that lets you lean into the, 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 the blankness of your character. Yeah. Right. You, yeah, you yeah. like, Hey, my character is super dexterous. All right. Well, I can see a path to get to 20 dexterity before level 10. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. and I can choose feats rather the, the real sort of similar thinking, Andy, by having the standard array that I have, it allows you to take feats rather than taking of the ability score. Yeah, increases. no, that's and that's that's and, and that's, that's, real, yeah, that's because then you can take the feats that give you the plus one and push you up and still and get you still get some action. The, still get yeah. close to the twenty. It's it, it, it's the same reasons, right? You know, yeah. Yes, I am a little more mechanical, but I, I I'm always thinking, how do I get my character's prime traits up to twenty? Right. Okay. Yeah. Here's the path. Well, we can. Crap, have, we I have, have to have take. A, we can have a plus we, two we, somewhere. We know, can have, there. and probably at some point should have just a whole conversation about like philosophy around, like how you're building, how you're how building, or just like how you're assigning your ability scores, yeah. and like what what you yeah, might be it. looking for. Yeah, because I think yeah. All right, people, like for get me. ready for the next one. It'll be okay. Perfect. Session be, on that. Okay. All right. So, uh, are, do you have any other sort of standard ones? You know, you, no, those I, are the those are the big ones. I mean, I, yeah. I I typically allow people to use, especially at um, not so much like greater healing potions or like a superior healing potion, but I typically allow people to use healing healing potions, the basic ones, as a bonus mm-hmm. action. It's a critical a, role kind of mentality, right? Are they the ones? Uh, I, think, I think so. I think that. so. Yeah. I mean, I, I just the idea that I, mean, I think, I think it, it in, the first, in the first season, uh, the very much so healing, healing potions were a bonus action. I yeah. think what I like about it is that it, it costs a little bit in terms of action economy, but it doesn't slow down the action yeah. of the scene 
by forcing someone to just fully, it, it, it really sucks to have to fully skip your turn yeah. in order to take something that really gives you a very, very small, potentially thing. very small, potentially I agree. very small sort of buff. Right now, if you, you know? if you were to go over and give a healing potion to somebody who's at that's zero, an action, that's, that's an, a, action. That's, a, that's an action, but yeah. you as like, Oh, I have been that last attack, you know, that, you know, that doppelganger, you know, yeah. absolutely tore me up. I have just a few hit points left. Right. I just need enough to be able to, if they hit me again, you know, sometimes you'll be on that cusp, right? Yeah. You have a sense of they're doing like 10 hit points of damage every hit. I'm down to six. Like I just need a little bit of a be able to take to, one more hit without, you know, to, yeah. to be able to take one more hit. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a bonus action. You Agreed. know, my assumption is like, oh yeah, you've got those basic ones just hanging from your belt. You're scooping it up and again, chugging it as you to, get ready to, to swing your sword. Very similar to my sort of yeah. thinking on you, you know exactly how much you're going to heal when you take a healing potion. Yeah. yeah Mostly yeah. designed to, to speed up the action, to allow action to be a little bit more consistent. There's enough variability yeah. in the game, you know, failing roles and things like that, that, that there's interest that you can create and, 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 and yeah. that you can get excitement out of. I mean, again, I will reiterate what I said earlier. There is nothing better for the game than filling a, a, a role. Yeah. Um, it is It is actually where some of the biggest laughs I've ever had has been failing a role. And, and also like and the biggest like emotional it. moment, like That's laughs right. and crying, right? Like yeah, the, right. The, the, the emotional depth of this game comes from... Tension. <laughs> comes from that tension, exactly. It comes from that like trying and failing is so is so much sort of the definition of the heroic experience. I That's think right. yeah. way more than trying and always succeeding, always succeeding. Cause if you try and always succeed, then it's it, frankly, it's a pretty boring game, yep. but if you try and your character fails and you try and your character fails, and then finally you succeed like the, the emotional weight and uh, impact of that is so much better. Right. You know that? Yeah. It's, yeah, I, 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 it's kind of where like some of my like I love having characters that have even when I'm rolling dice, right? When I'm rolling dice and back to the attribute values, I love having characters that have are like super weak in an area, wisdom, yeah. intelligence, charisma, whatever. Because they're so much more fun to play, so much more fun to play, and there's so much more opportunity for them to like fail in interesting ways. That's right, and, and yeah. so I think we all encourage that in our yeah. homebrew. So we did one more thing each. Yeah. I have some, almost every, this is true probably of actually every game I play, not just D&D, but in D&D in particular, my number one home rule expectation, it's not even necessarily a specific rule, right. but what I talk about with all my players, make sure they understand is that spellcasting is really powerful in D&D, especially as yeah. you get mid-tier, you know, tier two, mid-tier and up. The wizards really are outrageously powerful sorcerers outrageously powerful even with their limitations warlocks too spells are powerful and they can also be game breaking for a dm and i tend to have sort of fairly robust lore happening in, in in my games i reserve the right to tell a player that in order to have a spell have a spell work have it work the way they expect it to work that there might be some requirements, and those requirements might be that the the materials necessary are different than as written, 
or more complicated than as written, or to find a specific material may be hard to do. Uh, you may need to go looking for one. There are a lot of people out there that will home homebrew saying certain spells are not available to you. I don't ever tell anybody that it's not available. I just tell them that it's possible I'll make that, using that spell, maybe right. a quest. And the quest may be to get the materials, or the quest may be that you have to cast a spell in a certain location. I'm thinking of things like, you know, remove curse, right? If I've put a mm-hmm. curse on the characters, you know, like that can be a lot of fun. A curse can be a lot of fun. We did the cursed characters in, in yeah. a couple of sessions ago in one of our character builds. Having a curse can be really interesting. And just, you know, wave of a hand, what is it, level five, you know, a cleric yeah, can get rid of it. Very... it. You know, like that, that is sort of... I, yeah, um, and so, I, I think that's, that to me, yeah. that's, that sort of stuff, 100% makes sense especially within the purview of the dm right you know the idea that a curse could be a curse can be a lot of things right you know so like when we talk about our cursed characters like you know i would say like a curse from a god a curse from a deity or even you know an archfey or something like that way different than oh i got bit by a werewolf and now i've got lycanthropy right you know there's a there is, or hey, I've I have gotten too close to a cursed item, and now I can't put this sword down. You know, yeah. um, those sorts of things. I think there is a level of degree that right now the that the mechanics of the game don't necessarily reflect like the storytelling potential of those things. And I think, yeah, as a homebrew thing for a DM to like ena- help enable their game. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of being able to say like, no, this is a special curse. This is a different sort of thing. Yeah. Or, or, the you spell know, spell is out of reach. Like, Hey, can't find a 300 gold piece diamond to cast revivify. Yeah. Like, you know, well, like they yeah. just aren't, they aren't available to you. Well, so yeah, like, you, you know, need the, to the find idea, how to get it, one. Yeah. The idea that a, I do think that is a mistake that DMs make sometimes where they make the availability of, Oh yeah. You just, you're in a big city you can go to a magic shop and trade in all those magic items that you have. And, or you can go to the jeweler and the jeweler is a hundred percent today going to have yeah. a thousand gold piece diamond or a, there's a, um, raise the dead that spell. No, that's, there's a, the feast. Oh um, yeah. Whatever uh, that one is. That spell. I'm forgetting it. There's a, there's that feast that gives you like hero's feast. Hero's feast. You know, right. So there's hero's feast. Well, Hero's Feast requires like a 10,000 gold piece chalice that gets consumed during the casting yeah. of the spell. Like, who is that? Like, what artisan is out there collecting 10,000 gold pieces of materials, crafting these things, which then get like evaporated? And, you know, you could, you could, if you're not careful as a DM, you can end up with a party that they're like, oh, yeah, we've got like six of those stuffed in a bag right. of holding somewhere. You're like, wait. <laughs> Wait, that's well, exactly. like years and, and, of somebody's life to make that if, thing. If you're out in an ocean adventure, if you're out yeah. in a in a western frontier, those yeah. things just might not be there. So again, right. I, exactly. I just make sure that my players know one that there are situations <clears throat> in the world where they might not find the things that right. seem obvious, or right. or I make that they have to go train to learn a spell. That there mm-hmm. might be a certain, uh, particularly if you're a warlock, right? Like that you may have to perform a quest for your for. for, for in, in to appease your your fiend in order to get a spell mm-hmm. right um yeah. or take an action like they the, the 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 fiend may tell you to do something that might run counter to the party's interests right. in order yeah. to cast a certain spell so again 
I just reserve the right, make sure everybody's clear. It's a yeah. simple homebrew. It's not very complicated. I just make sure that everybody's aware that I reserve right. the right to do that. And I think, you know, so for me in the communication being key here. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think that like, as we talk about this sort of stuff, I think, the you know, I, as a DM always kind of reserve the right to, you know, like for me, like a big organizing principle of the, the things I want players to have out of games they play with me is I want them to have real emotional experiences. I want them to have fun and I want them to come away feeling like they have been able to act in heroic ways that they couldn't in their regular life. Right. You know, so the idea of the rule of cool, the idea of like sort of prioritizing fun. So for me as a, like a homebrew thing, I sort of reserve the right to kind of adjust DCs on the fly. Mm-hmm. try not to like i try not to fudge roles as a dm right. or anything else like that and i don't necessarily set every dc you know i might just like let a character roll you know to see and if they have a great success you know like it's sort of existing in my mind as a range right you know like okay this is a difficult task they need to be in the above 20 but maybe not right. a specific number versus so i will kind I of it's a, fair the, it's hard know, sometimes it, to have prepared every single dc yeah that's possible. yeah exactly so sometimes i'll just be like okay well roll you you're looking roll an investigation check and they roll 10 or uh, above right yeah but they and roll it, a nine and, what do you do yeah, with a nine, with a nine you're <laughs> like, yeah you know what you you get it i'm going to give you something for that even if it's not i will always try to give them something but you know yeah. I, I i that's sort of a thing that i I think that's fair. As the rule of cool homebrew. is 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 a yeah. Look, and I think Andy, you nailed it. We're here to have fun. We're right. here to enjoy the session. Making sure that the team understands, you know, that your players understand that that this is about having fun, and that that, that it's an exchange, right? Exchange, right. And, and it can be yeah, spooky yeah. fun. It can be, yeah. you know, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to. I'm not necessarily always great at it of like trying to create kind of like real emotional moments it really requires a lot of investment from the players and from the from the dm i'm not always awesome about hitting that but i do that's kind of what i'm aspiring to is to get people like oh yeah this is yeah i'm that they're identifying so closely with their character that they're feeling the emotions their character has whether that's like haha you know and yeah. I've, I've, I've performed this successful thing or like oh no like right. you know three of my party members are down it's just me and one other person. We have yeah. to, we have to, how do we, we've got to save them. Yeah. You know, like, how do you feel? Like, actually scared. Yeah. Uh, it's, actually it's, scared, it's, actually, yeah. you know, actually blushing because they're being flirted with actually, yeah. you know, like whatever that is, you know, it's. Um, yeah. Those are, I think those are all valid things. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, we wanted to keep this one fairly tight and, yeah. and simple. And I think we did. I think we've got some good, just basic yeah. stuff. And just, again, for those DMs out there or even players out there, you know, one DMs be open, encourage yeah. fun. Don't don't get too hung up on the homebrew. And and for <clears> players <throat> out there, ask your DM. Yeah, and I would say yeah. I mean, I would say like you know, as a DM, never say no. As a PC, accept what accept what the DM has has ruled, yeah. and you know, don't turn move it on. into you know, move yeah. on. Yeah, 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 right. I think that's a great. Rule. Those are like the, those are the paired things of like everybody can pitch and everybody can go, everybody reserves the right to say, eh, maybe not. <laughs> Especially well, if the dice don't let you. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> and, and again, remember yeah. failing your dice rolls can be the most fun you'll ever have. Yeah. So I think we're at time. I don't have a, a dad joke, Andy. Uh, Do you have a dad so joke? I, I think I have, I've, I've, I've remembered one. 
Okay, so, good. Go for it. How do knights send messages? I don't know, Andy. How do knights send messages? They use chain mail. I didn't see that one coming. I should have seen that one coming. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks all. Thanks to all of you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the D- Dad Vantage. That's right. Talk to you later. Take care.